Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by Community Pastor John Perrine as we kick off the series, I Am. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Have you ever felt in life like you keep getting stuck? Like no matter how hard you try, you keep returning to the same problems. Well, this morning, I wanted to begin with a video I found that I enjoyed so much I watched it on repeat several times. Take a look. I don't think many of us would argue that when we look back on our life, we can relate to the experience of that sheep. Even just a quick glance through the YouTube comments highlights how painfully true this image for most of us can be. Duarte Santos says the story of my life. Shimkabi1219, I relate to that sheep on a spiritual level. Or Bro Will Nine, that's why Jesus called us sheep. As Bro Will Nine points out, this video takes on even more significance when we realize that in the Bible, we often are referred to as sheep. Most of us may not baa or look cute and fluffy, but most of us have been pulled out of a ditch only to jump right back into it. And if that's true for you, I think what we're about to explore today and one of the I am sayings of Jesus is going to be particularly encouraging to hear. If you haven't been with us, we've been exploring the I am statements we find in the book of John. During the week, we've been reading through the whole Gospel of John together in the community daily. And on Sundays, we've been focusing in on these core I am statements made by Jesus. One of the helpful things worth pointing out about the Gospel of John is that it ends with a very clear purpose. So John says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Isn't that nice and to the point? This whole Gospel was written so that we might believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and when we do that, we might begin to have life in Jesus' name. At Community, we've been noting the difference between a you life, a life just lived on your own, and a you plus life, one that is overflowing with life because of your connection to God, the church, and the world. Don't you want to have this life? Don't you want to be in relationship with someone who can offer you true, flourishing life, This is why these I am statements by Jesus matter so much. They teach us who Jesus is and how he intends to offer us the U plus life we've been made for. Today, we're going to dig into not just one, but two I am statements Jesus offers us in John 10. Now, you didn't know you were in for a double dose of Jesus this morning, did you? Interestingly, both of these statements are going to deal with sheep. As Jesus tells us, I am the gate and I am the good shepherd. So let's start at the beginning of John 10, where Jesus sets up the following scene that involves some robbers and some sheep. Jesus says this, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now, I know most of us probably aren't living too close to sheep, but this scene would have connected quite easily to the crowds Jesus was addressing. 
Everyone in his day was familiar with walking past a pen, which was where the sheep were kept. And these pens normally were walls made of stone that had some sort of thorny hedge growing over the top to prevent any thieves or robbers climbing over your pen to steal your sheep. The pens also kept out unwanted predators like wolves. Of course, if you had a pen, you also would need a gate, the primary entrance to the pen that was not filled with thorny prickles. The shepherd would enter by the gate and begin to call his sheep by name. Now, while sheep, as illustrated in the opening video, are by nature pretty dumb, they do have the ability to recognize and respond to the voice of their shepherd. This skill is built up over time. The countless hours the flock spends grazing nearby their shepherd, listening to the shepherd, following the shepherd. Over time, they become accustomed to the shepherd's voice. This explains why Jesus continues, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of him and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Isn't that such a beautiful picture? You can almost see Jesus pointing to a nearby sheep pen as he explains to the Pharisees, my sheep recognize my voice. They're going to know it's me when I'm calling to them. They're going to have spent enough time with me that when a stranger or a thief or a robber comes in, they're going to avoid them because they know that's not the sound of my shepherd. Already Jesus has given us a lot to chew on. Sheep are vulnerable. They can quite foolishly get swept along into dangerous situations. However, Jesus assures us that his sheep are going to recognize his voice. They're not going to get swept away by a stranger or thieves or robbers. They're going to be listening for him and they'll be able to recognize his voice. As much as I'd like to think I'm not all that much like a sheep, I recently was reminded of the dog Doug in the Disney movie Up. Do you remember Doug? Doug has this problem. He's a lovable golden retriever who's so excited to be with his friends, but every couple of moments, Doug comes to a complete and abrupt stop to shout, squirrel. Several times in the movie, it gets Doug into trouble. I may not like to think of myself as a sheep, but if I'm being honest, I do act quite a bit like a Doug. I can be walking along, pursuing my connections with God and the church and the world, and then all of a sudden it's squirrel. What Doug and I need is some help to keep us on the path. We need a shepherd whose voice we begin to recognize, who gently pulls our attention back to where we're supposed to be going and what we're supposed to be doing. Jesus claims to be that person as he pushes his metaphor forward. Now, it can be easy to get lost here because Jesus is going to switch his metaphors from talking about shepherds to talking about gates, but stick with me. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I mentioned the sheep pen before and how often these stone enclosures covered with thorns would only have one entrance called the gate. What you might not know is that because resources were sparse and they didn't exactly have power tools back in Jesus's day, most sheep pens didn't actually have a door you could close to secure the sheep. 
Instead, the shepherd themselves would lay down at the entrance to the pen so that anyone or anything trying to enter through the pen would first need to go through the shepherd. So Jesus is telling us something important when he says, I am the gate for the sheep. He's saying, if you want to enter into the life God has for you, if you want to enter into my flock, you're going to need to enter through me, the shepherd, who is quite literally laying down his life for the sheep. I know sometimes people get uncomfortable with the claim that Jesus is the only way to God. This can be a real obstacle. People find exclusivity uncomfortable. They don't want to feel constrained. We'd all rather keep our options open. Thank you very much. But I think the picture Jesus paints with this metaphor is actually quite helpful in explaining why Jesus is the only way to God. In order to enter the pasture, the safe place of protection and provision under the watchful shepherd, we must enter through the gate. And Jesus says to us, I am that gate. There is no other way to enter the you plus life. There is no other way to be in relationship with God than through the one gate God has offered. But here's the best part. This gate isn't exclusive in terms of keeping people out. Instead, Jesus invites everyone to enter through the gate. There is only one gate, but all are to come in to the safety, protection, and security that only a flock protected by their shepherd are able to enjoy. But it gets even better. The gate isn't just a way for sheep to come in. It's also the way to go out to that abundant land of promise Jesus wants to lead us to as our shepherd. Jesus is essentially saying, I'm not only the gateway into protection and safety, I'm also the gateway out to nourishment, pasture, and life. Sheep are invited through the gate into the sheep pen at night where they are protected, but they are also led back out through the gate to pasture so that they can thrive, grow, and experience the life they were created to live. Jesus isn't excluding anyone. Instead, all are welcomed in so that all can be sent back out. The only challenge Jesus gives is that he is the only way to both. Jesus says, I am the gate. Now, this is the first I am statement in this passage, but I promised you a double dose of I ams today. Well, Jesus is going to say this as the grand crescendo of the images he's been using. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. Now, I know we get so used to some of these I am's, we can miss how powerful they really are. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Think about the backstory to this with me. Have you ever read or heard Psalm 23, where God is depicted as the shepherd of Israel? Jesus certainly knows this psalm. The people listening to him know this psalm. And so Jesus audaciously says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus is that very God who shepherded David, who shepherded all of Israel. Jesus is very much saying he is God and that he has come to shepherd us. Yet for as big and powerful a statement this is about Jesus being God, it's also such a tender and practical picture for us. Many of us are longing for some guidance. We'd love someone, almost anyone, to give us some direction for our lives. Yet so many of the voices we listen to are not good. Some of them just want our likes on social media. Some of them want our attention to build their own power. Some of them are just angry and ranting about politics. 
And some of them, especially the voices that can be close to us, are hurting and broken and can cause damage as a result. But into all this noise, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus says, I am good. I will not abandon or forsake you. I won't leave you stranded or alone. I won't lead you astray. I will care for you all the way to laying my life down for you because I am the good shepherd. We are often depicted in scripture as sheep, but the metaphor also offers us the good news that Jesus is the good shepherd. What does that mean for us? How are we as sheep supposed to respond to this I am statement of Jesus in order to enter into the U plus life? Well, first, sheep listen to the shepherd. If we're being honest, there are a lot of noisy voices competing for our attention. Social media is constantly telling us what to like, what to think, what to wear, and who to be. News outlets are constantly telling us what to fear and who to get angry at. Even our friends and families can pull us in competing directions, clamoring for our energy, our time, and our attention. If we're being honest, there is so much noise, it can be difficult to get quiet enough so that we can be trained to recognize the voice of our Good Shepherd. However, this is exactly what we must do. Learn to listen to the voice of Jesus. One of my favorite ways to do this is by using the Community Daily a free resource we send out that goes right to your inbox. I am a coffee person. So every morning, Monday to Friday, I sit and read through the scripture passage for the day. I reflect in a journal and then I pray. These times are my mini pastures where I am alone and learning to listen to the voice of Jesus. The more time I spend listening, the more easily I begin to recognize Jesus's voice. If we begin by listening, then as sheep, we secondly will learn to follow the shepherd. It's of course not going to be enough to hear Jesus speaking and to stand around buying as a sheep. Instead, we actually need to follow where Jesus is leading us as he speaks to us. This past January, we talked about a definition of discipleship that is as simple and clear as we could get it. Disciples of Jesus hear from God and do what God says. This definition makes so much sense picturing myself as a sheep. As a sheep, I don't really know where I'm going. I'm just kind of standing around and eating whatever grass is in front of me. But as a sheep with the shepherd, I can trust that shepherd knows where I need to go next. My shepherd knows where to walk and how to get there. If I start wandering around on my own, it may get bumpy pretty fast. In fact, there's quite a few cliffs and ditches that I may find myself falling into. But if I follow where my shepherd is leading, the good shepherd, by responding to what God says, then I will surely find myself and those good green pastures and quiet waters that Psalm 23 promises. Which leads to my final encouragement. If you listen and follow the shepherd, you will get to enjoy all the beautiful gifts of sheep who live with the shepherd. As I was preparing for this talk and looking into sheep, trust me, it was a long and glorious dive into YouTube and the Google Sheep, sheep algorithm. I found this rather strange story from 2021 about a sheep named Baharak. Yes, its name is Barak, who got separated from his shepherd. In fact, when the sheep, Barak, was found wandering around in Australia, he had over 78 pounds of excess wool because he had not been shorn for several years. When the sanctuary staff who took him in finally took care of all that wool, they found Barak was surprisingly underweight. 
The excess wool had impaired his vision. He'd been unable to see and therefore eat properly. And all the irritating grass and weeds that got stuck in his wool had caused painful sores and ulcers around his eyes and mouth. In fact, one of the rescuers and caregivers noted in the article, a sheep that goes too long without the care of a shepherd will often find themselves vulnerable to disease and danger. I thought this was just as apt for us spiritually as this was physically for the sheep, Barak. And yet how often do we try to live our lives without a shepherd? Maybe that's you today. You've been trying to live life on your own. You're feeling the weight of life without direction and protection. Maybe there was a time when you were following the good shepherd, but in recent months or years, you'd have to admit you'd wandered away and now you're feeling the dangers, even the painful sores starting to set in. However, if we listen and follow, we then get to live with the good shepherd. I keep picturing what it would mean for Jesus to care for us, to remove excess wool, to tend to the diseases, and dangers we found ourselves exposed to as we've tried to live on our own, to nurse us back to health, but even more to guide and protect us as we live close under Jesus's caring, loving presence. Don't you long for that kind of a shepherd who's going to tend to your needs? As we've been talking about UPLESS, we've shared with you a tool we created that culminates in a UPLESS conversation. This is our desire to come alongside you and help you figure out what next steps Jesus is calling you to take in relationship to the Good Shepherd so that you can enter more fully into the love and you plus life that Jesus offers. As sheep, we tend to fail and fall a lot. Do you remember that video from the start? As sheep, we often find ourselves stuck. In fact, many times when we were stuck, we were helped out by Jesus only to go and get restuck in the very same ditch. But today, I hope you are encouraged by Jesus' words that it doesn't matter how many times you fail. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. It doesn't matter how often you return to the same old spot you've gotten stuck in before. Jesus is the good shepherd. He will lovingly and carefully pull you out. And once he does, he will say, listen, to my voice, follow where I'm leading, come with me and find the life I've always wanted for you. Let us pray. Jesus, may we learn to hear your voice as your sheep. May we follow you as our good shepherd and may we enter through the gate into this life of flourishing and abundance that you have promised us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. Our mission is to help you find your way back to God. And by listening today, you've already taken your first step. And we'd love to help you take a next step in your relationship with God, the church, and the world. It's how we're all embracing the flourishing life that Jesus talks about, a life we call U+. Visit communitychristian.org to take a next step, learn more, give generously, and plan your visit. We hope to see you on a Sunday soon.